But let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 137, and we're going to read from verse number one. Amen. Amen. Very famous portion of scripture. Very famous portion of scripture. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yeah, we wept. Hallelujah. When we remembered Zion. Now, you know what Zion is, right? I know he's a good basketball player, but we ain't talking about him today. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. It's a good name to give your kids, but we ain't talking about your children. Zion is the house of the Lord. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Hallelujah. They wept when they remembered Zion. The place where God meets with them. They longed for it. And they wept because they were nowhere near it. Uh, How valuable is meeting with God to you? Has Has the things God bless you with become more important than God himself Mm. hallelujah make no mistakes about it god could bless you sometimes come on somebody god could open doors in your life sometimes god could provide for you god could make that bank account look a little good at times god could give you ideas god can give you breakthroughs but don't you ever mistake the blessings and think that the blessing is far greater than the blesser. Hallelujah. How valuable is the presence of God? Uh, Do you value it to the point where when you can't pray, you begin to weep? That if you don't get to meet with the Lord your God, something is wrong. I don't know what feels wrong in your life, but I know when things are wrong, It means it's time to pray. It's time to go to Zion. These people were taken away from Zion. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that they wept. Look at verse number two. Verse number two says, we hang or we hung our harps. Well, I'm going to preach today. They hung the harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Mm. And then verse 3 said, For there those who carried us away captive required of us a song. Mm. And they wasted us and required of us mirth. You know what mirth is? Mm. Don't lie. Do you know what mirth is? They required for you to be joyful and to be entertaining. Mm. Give us a song, they said. Mm. Show us that joy that we heard that you have. Come on, sing a song. But we hung our harps up. And we are in tears. And our captives said, sing now. Give us the songs that you are known for. 
And they said this, saying, sing us a song of Zion. Look at the next verse. But how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Hallelujah. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? The title of my message, Sister Sherry, mm. is A Song in a Strange Land. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, somebody. Give Jesus a yes. round of applause in this place. A song in a strange land. A strange land. A strange land. A strange land. Can I talk to you about that for a minute? A strange land. You know, today I want to talk to you about that. A strange land. I am not talking today about your geographical location. Mm. When I say a strange land. You know the Bible starts off with a story in which God. Who is all knowing. Mm -hmm. Asked the first man a question. He asked him mm -hmm. Adam where are you? Now the question in context makes sense. Right. But it also does not make sense. Mm -hmm. Theologically. For the God who is asking the question. Knows everything. Yes. So. Why would someone who knows the answer ask the question? Mm -hmm. You see, God doesn't need to know uh, Adam's geographical location right. because he's all-knowing. Right. He knew exactly where Adam was. Right. I want you to know today that God knows exactly where you are. Yes. So why would yes. God ask Adam such a question? You already know where I am. Why are you asking? Could it be that the question, could it be, could it be, could it be that the question wasn't for God but the question was for Adam yes. and the question wasn't about location the question was about mental y'all ain't saying yes. nothing to me in this place your mental location where are you where are you Adam in your mind because Adam's answer was interesting he didn't say I am on the west wing of the garden located right, by right. between the river and the yeah. tiger yeah <laughs> right Help me out, somebody. I, <laughs> yes. I don't know where in the garden. He didn't say I'm 50 degrees north. He said I am hiding because I am naked and a whoa, 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 whoa. That's not location. Right, That's right. mine. Yes, yes. I am naked and ashamed. And so the question God asked in the beginning was, where are you? I want to ask you today and those of you watching, where are you? Are you in a strange land. A strange land. The NIV. Oh gosh, I'm preaching today. Y'all better preach with me in this place today. And the Bible says that in the NIV, they said a foreign land. A land they're not acquainted with. A strange land. It means this is uncharted territory. It means it's unfamiliar ground. It means I have never experienced this and there's no handbook on how to navigate this. Sounds like where we are right now in history. You see, our generation up until now, we have, what's the worst we faced? What's the worst we faced? But now we are in uncharted territory. There is political turmoil. These politicians are ready to kill each other at a heartbeat. Come on, somebody. They tribalize 
everybody. Yes. They divide us with their rhetoric. Yes. They never, they come out and, and so like never before people are angry at the yes. job and yes. ready to fight and people who were friends for years are yes. ready to take sides. Yes. Are you blue or red state? Are yes. you this? And they've tried. Come on. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Uncharted grounds. Hallelujah. Mm. Not only that, we are facing a medical crisis yeah. where we have no idea. There are, there are so many questions that yeah. people, we got more questions than we do answers. Yeah. Uh, if the vaccine works, why do we still, can we go back to normal? And yeah. does the vaccine work? Yeah. And why y'all stopping this one? And, right. and I'm going to get a vaccine. And no, I got antibodies. And no, I'm going to take my, and I, all of these uncharted territories. And you'll look, it's a strange place. Let's go deeper. The pandemic has caused a lot of people to end up in a strange place. Mm -hmm. You went into the pandemic happily married and now you're coming out yeah. divorced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it got quiet in here. A lot of people had to deal with home living. And the, the, that lockdown had you, you know, going to work was your way to escape. Right. But now you have to live with the person. Now you have to live with the children. Now you have to live and people's marriages, they don't know what's going on. You're in a strange land. Hallelujah. Or maybe your finances is going crazy. Right. Maybe you're somebody watching today and you don't know what is going on. Your, your debt. Hallelujah. Mm. Now the stimulus then gone already. That's how big the debt is. Some of you are confused. Some of you saw how fragile time is. How fragile, how much the clock is ticking. Do you know that it's been over a year? And all we are trying to do is get back some sense of normalcy. You know how many things and people who have accomplished stuff still can't do anything with what they've accomplished. You're still stuck. Yeah, yeah. Strange territories. You live in a time where almost your money don't mean anything. It's nice to have it, but it, it's not bringing me the peace of mind I desire. And in the middle of all this, you got a preacher, crazy pastor, rich saying, don't worry about it. Praise your way through it. And I know y'all are looking at me and saying, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange pastor you don't know what you're talking about i lost a family member covid did this this one died and i wasn't even able to bury them i didn't see this and this has happened in my life how dare you tell me call out to god how can i sing the lord's song in a strange place you know the thing about in a strange place uncharted place is because it's an uncertain place. And uncertainty brings anxiety. Anybody here ever been anxious? Oh, I know you holy and you always walk full of the Holy Spirit and you are never scared of anything. But can I confess a little bit to you? There's a reason God wrote in the Bible, be anxious for nothing. He wouldn't have wrote it if he didn't know you weren't going to be anxious. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. If, if you were never going to be anxious, there was no need to write it. But he knew that people would be anxious. He knew that people would enter uncharted areas. He knew that people would hit 
places in life. Growing up is smooth. When you're in high school, you got no worries, no nothing. But then when you hit that transition age, you're becoming a man. You've been a man for a while. Your marriage is over 20 years. Now you don't know what to do. Time is ticking. Dreams seem like they're slipping out of your hands. You begin to wonder, wonder what's going on. And here comes Pastor Rich telling you, sing the Lord's song. And you're wondering, what are you talking about, Pastor? What are you talking about? A strange place. Uncertainty. Don't know if your dreams will ever come true. Don't know if God will ever use you. Don't know if your season has passed. You know, the church preaches a lot about season, season, season. We like adobo. We got enough seed. Every every church you go to got a... a, Come on, what's your favorite one? Laurie's. You go into a whole nother brand. <laughs> Miss Dash. Oh, y'all, we got, see, I told you the church is filled with seasons. Yes. And don't get me wrong, life is seasonal. Yeah. And sometimes you can begin to wonder, did I miss my season? Yeah. If you're an old person in here, an adult, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Remember when you were young and full of dreams yeah. and the clock ticked yeah. and it and you thought I had time I had time I had time every young person listen to me time is not your best friend waiting on you time waits for no time is consistent yeah time is like every second is consistent time don't even need the clock the clock battery break and time still I don't need you I'm still consistent I'm going Time is consistent. It's not waiting for you. And the adults know what I'm talking about. And some of you are looking at the clock and you have not gotten the house yet. You have not gotten certain things in your life. You said I should be way past this. And the truth is you should. But for some reason you're not where you want to be. And you're beginning to wonder. Will I ever be able to do anything with my life? Anxiousness. Y'all hear what I'm saying in this place? Uncharted territory. You know why uh, anxiety gets you? It's because you bought into the illusion in the first place that you had control. Y'all ain't heard. Oh my God. Y'all should be doing backflips but CDC guidelines stay in your seat. you You bought into the illusion... That because you did a couple of things with your own self, that you were in charge. And for the first time, when life begins to hit you Mm -hmm. and show you that you're not in charge, you're worried because you really don't have control over tomorrow. You really don't have control of where this is all headed. Can I help you? You never had control when you thought you had control. The only reason it felt good then was because you had the illusion of control. The same God that was good then is the same God that is good now in my uncertainty. God is not good based on my anxiety. God is good all the time. Where the old school at? You know you come to church, they say God is good. And all the time, that's it. He's good. Hallelujah. That is who he is. He, like God is not, like we are trying to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like God, like there's, y'all gotta understand this. There's not good and God is trying to be it. Yeah. There is God and good is trying to be God. <laughs>
Did you, y'all, y'all get that? Yes, yes. God is the epitome of good. That's yes. why when the rich young man said, uh, good oh, teacher, yes. he said, hold on, why do you call me good? For there's mm. none good but God. God. Yes. And so when you felt like you had control, mm. I'm here to burst your bubble. Mm. You were never in control. Yeah. That's why when 2019 rolled over and we went into 2020, it got crazy. <laughs> and everybody began to be like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not. And you, you know, when people, now you, now you start to feel stimulus check came, you got a little control. <laughs> but the truth is that you can end up in a strange land yeah. in your life. Yeah. Who am I talking to today? Who's in a strange place that lost a loved one and can't get over it? Who's in a strange place where you don't know when you're going to get life rolling? I mean, you thought something was a blessing and only when you got on that level. Remember when you wanted that thing and then you got it and now you're there and now it feels like this was a step back? You ever been there? And this brings me to my text this morning. The children of Israel, the Bible says, were carried off to captivity. I ain't going to preach long. This is going to be quick and sweet and nice. This is good. We, we understand strange land. Let me tell you something. You're not looking at a couple who don't understand strange lands. And so, all the, all, listen, what we went through this week, I don't want to make light of it. But we've seen bigger devils. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you, you should learn after a while that your devils are not bigger than God. Y'all hear what I'm saying? After a while, there should be a confidence in God. Last night, Shai Elisha Ishmael, who was watching, shout out to you, Shai, ran into my, and Silas, like I can't forget Silas. Ran into my room and Shai got kicked off of one of his games. They blocked him. Shai was being a rebel on one of these games. And they blocked Shai. And Shai ran into my room and said, Dad! He was pain. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. He said, Dad, somebody hacked me. I I said, you got a bank account or something? Who's trying to hack you? Like... What are you, a spy? He said, Dad, somebody hacked my account and I can't get in to play and finish this game. It's broken. So I said, show me. So he typed his password in and it kicked him out and said, nope. So I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, it's good for you. I don't play that game too much anyway. I'm glad you got hacked. So he's going on and on. He's like, Daddy, can't think. Dad, do you think I'll ever... His life is over. Anybody ever been there? So I said to Shai, let me try to fix it for you. Shai did this. Here you go, Dad. Dad, you see? Here you go, Dad. Dad, okay. No, that's how you put in the password. And he kept taking it from me. So after a while, I just turned around and rolled over. I'm going to sleep. He said, Dad, you're not going to help me. I said, I can't help you if you keep doing it. Yeah. 
So he said, okay, dad, okay. You were hearing this whole yes. thing. He said, and I know you were laughing yes. at me too. She was in the other room laughing. I said, okay, give it to me. So he gave it to me for two minutes, for two minutes. Soon as I start to figure out the, the thing, he took it right back and said, daddy, well, what? I said, shy, if you don't put this iPad down and go, go to bed, go to just sleep. He said, hi, let's cry. I said, my man, listen to me. You too emotional. You can't ask. <laughs> this is an eight-year-old, I'm nine-year-old I'm talking to by. I'm like, you emotional, bro. I said, you can't ask me to help you, but you keep doing it. How can I help you and you don't want to release it to me? How can I help you if your worry is so big that you'll never release it to me? You know what I had to do? I had to put him out the room. I had to put him in a strange land in order to fix it. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And he was mad when I sent him to the other room. I said, go in the other room. He was like, Dad, it's dark in there. I don't want to be there alone. Can I watch? Can, you, can, I, can I get your phone in there? I said, bro, go in that room and wait. And while he was in a strange land, daddy was working. It took me about five minutes and I got it back on. I came into the room. I said, Shy, I want you to read something for me. I fixed it. I didn't tell him I fixed it. Because what was more important to me was him learning the lesson. Not getting the reward. Some of us, if I walked back in and I just handed it to him, he would have missed the lesson. Yes, yeah. And he would have been anxious again. I'm sure he will be. Yeah. But we're going to work on that until he get older. But he'd be anxious again every time something traumatic happens. To an eight-year-old, that's a big deal. Yeah. And as you get older, when you get hacked in your bank account, it becomes a real deal. <laughs> right. You understand what I'm saying? The, the older you get, the problems become more real. And so, so I wanted him to learn the lesson. So I walked in and I said, Shy, I got a book here. I want you to read this for me. So he went to reach for it. And when he was reading, I said, I can't read this word. Can you read it for me? And, and he, I said, what is this word? I can't figure this word out. And about six times, he said, Dad, what are you doing? I can't read it if you don't give me the phone. I said, exactly, son. <laughs> And Shai said, I'm sorry, Dad. I get it. You're trying to teach me, right? If you know Shai, you know Shai don't hold his tongue for nobody. He'll explain to you, you, to you. You're trying to teach a lesson. Okay, I get it, Dad. I said, come, let me show you something. Came into the other room. And he saw it from a distance that his app was open. And he wasn't hacked anymore. And he said, <laughs> and a smile came over him. And he just was happy again. Yes. But he could have avoided all of that yes. if he just released it to me. Yes. But I had to put him in a strange land. Sometimes God has to put you in a strange land for you to understand that he's God. Who am I talking to this morning? Yes. Who am I talking yes. to this morning? Hallelujah. Ah, you should rejoice if you're in a strange Absolutely. land because God hasn't forgotten about you. Yes. That while you're, come on, 
Y'all ain't, yes. ain't saying nothing yes. to me. You see, I, I, I don't know what you rejoice. It's, it's more scary to me when things are smooth sailing. It's when I'm in a strange land is when I learn who God is. And so the Bible says the children of Israel, they were captured by Babylon. They were dragged away and they were moved out of Jerusalem and the people destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the place where they connected with God. Do you follow that? The meeting place where they would go and atone for sin. Right. The place where they would go and worship the Lord. Right. The place where they would sacrifice. The place where God would do mighty works in their life. Yeah. The place that the, it was destroyed and they were dragged away and they were living in a strange place. And when they were in a strange place, the Bible says this was their posture. That they begun to weep when they think about they don't have the ability to connect to their God anymore. They felt dry and they begun to cry over it. And the next verse is what blew my mind when I read it. I've read this chapter so many times. I've sung it in so many songs. By the rivers of Babylon. You know Babylon means something different to Caribbean. Babylon is a whole different. They didn't remix Babylon in the Caribbean. Tell your husband, stay focused. <laughs> stay focused. Come on. You know, because Babylon always, you know. <laughs> fire upon Bob. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I, growing up, I found out. Never mind. Tell your husband, stay focused. Stay focused. I was talking about <laughs> Babylon. Let me tell you. They, they, they were now in captivity. And they were in a place where everything that they once knew was shattered. Yeah. And the Bible says they are weeping because they remembered. Yeah. How many of you went through this pandemic when you remembered what it was like mm. to just take your family to a restaurant? How many of you wept when you remembered when you could just watch TV and not be indoctrinated and enjoy a show? Yeah. When you can actually... Huh? How many of you remembered when you were on course living your dream and, and then... And they begun to remember the life they had mm -hmm. because captivity, my friends, is no good. Mm -hmm. They were captives now. Can I explain what that is? Mm. You know, you, you know, to, to have somebody determine your freedom. Right, right. You are not free. My wife asked Sevi something yesterday. She said, now that we all out of quarantine, because my son, he's been in quarantine before quarantine. I love Sev, but Sev don't need nobody to have a good time. <laughs> Sev, Sev will be, he like, yo, y'all good? Everybody good? Just making sure. All right, peace, y'all. <laughs> I'm about to go to this party. What party? Right there by myself. We're about to turn up. Me. I love my son, but he's, he's uniquely gifted that he doesn't have a need. Not like his father. I just got to be around people. I'm loud. I got to be, you know what I mean? I, just, I need to go home. That's what I need to do. My son is different. And so Sherry asked him a question yesterday. She said, now that you, because he would call her every day on the phone, Right? 
uh, uh, every she was quarantined in the room, and then Savannah got it from her, because the two of them are inseparable and they just don't know how to social distance. <laughs> then Savannah got it from her, and uh, and Savannah, Savannah was excited. <laughs> Can I tell you my family's strange? Savannah found out she got it, and when the doctor said you got it, and she tells she said yes. I said what in the world? What? Why are you yesing? She immediately moved out of her room and moved into mom's room, and the two of them locked everybody out. And they were, every minute, we need. And I'd have to fetch it up to the door. And they were watching. This is a great show. And they, they got that smile on their face. And I'm like, Lord, I know I'm praying for them, but I don't think I should be. And so I found out that every day, Sevi was calling him, are y'all okay? Mm. Y'all, you know, he's making sure. He's doing his rounds as, his, as, as the big son, which is wonderful. Yeah. Which is wonderful. My family is like that. We care. Mm. And, and every night he would come out and he would check on dad. He'd say, you good? Oh. And the boys would want to play video games and he would come and he would play games with us and all that stuff. Oh. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so. You asked him something yesterday that was interesting. We're talking about captivity, right? Right. You came and you asked him, you said, now that you, we are all out of quarantine, what are you going to do now? He said, I'm going back to my room. What do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> and we started talking to him. He said, guys, I got some tacos in my hand. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't really got time for this discussion. I won't yes. go eat my taco and watch my show. And in my mind, I understood what he meant. It's not... It's not that I just want to go out and do everything. I just want to know that I can. You, you know, a lot of us are saying when, when all of this is over, I'm going to do this. I mean, you ain't going to do nothing. You're going to be like, man, I don't feel like going nowhere. You're going to go back to being what you were, but you're going to go right. You're going to be like, I don't feel like going nowhere. It's not that you want to go do so many things. It's that you want to know you have the ability to do it. Captivity, to know that I have the freedom to think, to know that I have the freedom to build, to know that I have the freedom to make my life better, to know. And that's what happens when you're in captivity. When you are in financial bondage, it doesn't feel good. And when you get money, it doesn't mean you're going to splurge. You just want to know that you have the ability to handle business. When you are in a marital bondage, it's not that you're just going to go out and wild out and be. You want to know that your family is good yeah, yeah. and that's what captivity is and it locks you up you're not free it determines when you speak what you do I remember years ago I was invited to do prison ministry used to do it a lot and the thing about prison ministry that I never understood and I got later on is that when I went in there the difference between me and them I would walk into all this I'd be like this place crazy ain't nobody should come here this that that and I would go and I'd be like I, I was excited to do prison ministry I'm like yo I'm doing prison ministry I'm preaching to the captives I'm doing this and I'm excited and I'm in there and I'm preaching to those that are locked up and and then I'm smiling when I'm done like I you know I did something great and I realized that I was going to leave the difference between me and them was that I get to walk out and the sunshine on my face 
I get to go into my car. I get to go to whichever restaurant I want. But they, and they hung around me, they would have a brief moment sometimes to talk to you before the guard says, time's up. And then they would look at you and they would say, do you have an email? Do you have something, some way I could contact you? You know how many times these young men ask me that? Do you have some place I could send you when I come out? If I come out, you pray for me. Remember this, remember. And I would go away. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. And they have desperation in their eyes because they are going back into captivity. And there I was telling them, worship the Lord when you go back. Mm-hmm. And they are looking at me. How? Can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? And the children of Israel were in captivity. And the Bible says they wept when they remembered the freedom. And they remembered the songs. And they remembered the house of the Lord. And they remembered the goodness of God. And they began to weep. And this is the part of the Bible that I've read this so many times. But it never hit me. The Bible says they hung their harps up. They hung the harps up. The harp. The harp. The harp. The harp. First of all. What in the world were you doing with a harp in captivity? If I'm about to be captured, I'm not grabbing a saxophone. Oh, y'all got quiet in me. You see, to these people, the music was more than just music and entertainment. That's why they asked the question later on. The music meant something. Oh, let me help y'all out a little bit because y'all done got quiet on me. Let me bring you back to life. You see, God, hallelujah, never allowed his children just to fight with physical weapons. The weapons of their warfare are not carnal. Do y'all remember when it was time to possess the land and they were getting ready to go to Jericho? God never told Joshua, get your swords and your spears and all of that. He said, I want you to march around seven times and on the seventh day, seven more times. And then I want you to open up your mouth and let out a loud shout. And when they begun to praise the Lord. The walls came down. What are you saying, Pastor Rich? Music just wasn't entertainment for them. Music was warfare. They knew that when we got on this harp, hallelujah, demons trembled. When we begun to worship, hallelujah, all the walls, y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. When we begun to praise our God, hallelujah, things change. Uh, The Bible says there was a man by the name of Saul, the Bible said, who had an evil spirit from the Lord that used to bother him. And whenever the evil spirit from the, the Lord bothered Saul, they said, we need to help him. You know what they said? They said, we know a young boy who is skillful on the harp and whenever he plays it hallelujah y'all ain't hear what I'm saying they said send for that young boy and whenever Saul begun to get tormented and David played the harp demons left the room it is in their worship that they won victory Jehoshaphat hallelujah the Bible says 
was coming up against an army bigger than he could even stand. Y'all with me today? Come on, somebody. Y'all with me today? I came to preach, y'all. I came to worship God. And the Bible says Jehoshaphat was up against an army so big that he didn't know what to do. And instead of God giving him this elaborate battle plan, God said, send Judah up front. Well, what is Judah? The name Judah means praise. He said, put the worshipers on the front line put the heart players yes. put the cymbal bangers yes. put the people who could shout yes. and this was no weak shout yes. sometimes hallelujah we got a weak shout in the church right. these were people when they worship yeah. they you know you you remember like like, like yes. when we when we went to hawaii and they brought out the singers we were like oh there's a whole there's yes. a whole them brothers came out to sing when they they got a, and this is what it reminds me of they came out to sing when we were at the resort and and show us what the culture is about and they yes. came out and they started singing and then the brothers came out and the brothers were, I said, they, I don't know if they're going to sing or beat me up. They started singing. I said, what in the world? I, I don't know whether to fight or enjoy the music. And I'm telling you, the worshipers, this was no shout, but this was a shout to God. This was a shout that says, our God is able. We ain't scared. Our God, it's your breath in my lungs. I'ma praise you. I'ma I'm fearfully. If God be for me, who can be against me? And this was the type of, and they they chanted psalms. They chant a lot of what we read is from what they chanted, and they singing these songs, and they're saying the same God that brought us out of Egypt, the same God that parted the Red Sea, the same God that pulled down Jericho is our God. And they're singing that, and they're clanging cymbals, and they're doing all of that. And the Bible says before even Jehoshaphat reached the battle line, the enemy killed themselves. The harp meant something. And so it means while they were being taken to captive, somebody said, we got to take a weapon. And you see, the beauty of it is the enemy don't realize it's a weapon. Because he's looking for bows and arrows and guns and bullets and anger. And he's looking for strategic cuss words to fight the battle. But they grabbed a harp. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Somebody in this place, we got a weapon. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. I don't know. Somebody, you got a weapon. The Bible says they grabbed their harp. But it was so bad now. It was so bad. It was years of captivity. We've been through one year of this nonsense, and we're losing our minds. They've been through over 70 years of it. A whole generation had lived through this. You know what it is to be a captive for a generation? You're not even normal when normal comes back. You ever seen a brother who comes out of jail after 10 years? He has a hard time transitioning back. Because all he ever knew was captivity. And these people, they were so in in tears. They chose to live by the rivers. And their tears now blended in with the river. But the Bible says those who sow in tears. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. See, y'all don't know the word like that. The Bible says they shall go away. Hallelujah. In tears, but they'll come back rejoicing. And they were coming back. Hallelujah. 
after all these years, they're in captivity and they hung up the harp. Have you ever been in a strange place and then people come around you and then they say, hey, do that thing you do. And all you are to them is a performance. Yeah, 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 I know you're going through, but you rap. Rap a song for me. Come on, Brother Rich. Do one of them hippie hop songs. I'm going through. Come on, you could preach. Preach me one of them sermons. Come on. Come on, you a singer? Come on. You, you do poetry. You do art. You do this. And all you are is what you do to them. And the Babylonians came around and said, sing us a song. Never mind, you are tormenting you and you are captive. Perform for us. You know how many people are in a strange land and all they do is perform every day. They're just performing. Performing. Performing but not happy. Performing but empty. And the culture don't care, just perform. They don't care about you on the job. Just come and perform. And it's crazy because the people of God will give all of their life to systems and places that don't care about you. But when it comes to Zion, mm. and all they care about is that you can perform the song. The Babylonians said perform. There's some people that don't care about you. They just care about what you can do. Right. And the minute you can't do it anymore, they're done with you. Right. And they mocked these people. And the children said, enough performing. And they hung their harps up. Mm -hmm. And they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land. In context, this is what they mean, Sister Sherry, if you're still hanging with me. This is what they mean. They said, how can we take what belongs to Zion and give to the Babylonians? You know, if I were a musician, there's a, there's a sermon right there. Because a lot of musicians just take the gift God has given to them and they don't want to give it back to the God they serve. We live in an era in church where that's the, that's the yeah. thing now. Yeah, yeah. But these people take a lesson from them. They weren't touching that harp unless it was for Zion. Yes. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to say nothing to me there. And yes. I just lost half of the church. But I'm going to say what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And they said, how dare I touch the harp that chases demons away. Something so powerful and use it to amuse Babylonians right, right. so they can dance. The God that we sing to, they don't even know. They're just going to remix it and sing it to their God and dance to our music and use our talent. Oh, ain't that what it looked like today? They use our talent. Half the Grammys sing, oh, shut your mouth, Rich. You ain't going to never get nobody coming to your church. Half of the musicians out there that are entertaining them are Zion's musicians. And if they ever came back to Zion, it would be a loud sound yeah. that would shake the enemy. Do you know if Zion's musician never started playing for them anymore, they ain't going to have an industry. Yep. Yeah. 
Too many people playing for Babylon and music Babylon. And I understand you got to make a living and all that stuff. I ain't trying to knock nobody. But let me tell you, there's a call over that music. Nobody going to say nothing to me. And they said, how can we sing and glorify God in a strange way? Well, I'm getting ready to close. I really could preach another hour. <laughs> but I want to tell you this. That in the New Testament, God didn't need a building anymore for you to access his presence. They were limited to a location. But when Jesus died, the Bible says that the veil was rented in the temple from top to bottom. That thing was so thick that nobody could rip it but God. And it wasn't torn from bottom to top. It was torn from the top to bottom. Signifying the one at the top is the one who tore it. God broke the veil so that we can have access into the presence. We don't need to go to Zion. We are Zion. And this pandemic tried to put us in a strange land. And your problems are trying to put you in a strange land. And you're wondering, how can I change this? Let me tell you how. You are already accessing Zion and you can lift up a song. But I want to drive this point home. I'm getting ready to close. I don't know if you got my mic on here. Help me out a little bit. Hallelujah. Listen to me. There's a story in the book of Acts that I'm getting ready to close with. And I believe I got the scripture up there. Amen. Don't put it up yet. I'm going to tell you. But there were two brothers. One by the name of Paul. The other by the name of Silas. Hi, Silas. And they, the Bible says, were preaching the gospel. And God was using them till the enemy got mad. And wanted to put them in captivity. Let me tell you something. The enemy would love nothing more than to make you shut your mouth about who your God is. He would love to keep these church closed as long as possible he would love to keep you in depression he would love to make you think there's no tomorrow he would love to put you by the rivers of Babylon but you don't know that the Bible says that those who trust the Lord those that follow him you will be like a tree planted by rivers of living you ain't supposed to be by the rivers of Babylon you're supposed to be by the rivers of living water that y'all my preaching to today somebody ought to shout in this place hallelujah somebody ought to give God a praise in this place and Paul and Silas the Bible says hallelujah I feel like preaching the Bible says that they begun to preach that the enemy got so mad and the people in the town decided to lock them up and put them in the inner inner jail let me tell you the enemy wants to bring everything against you to put you in captivity to make you question your God. Have you ever served God and been put into captivity? The children of Israel were God's children in captivity. God's children go through stuff. Amen. Amen. 
Y'all hear what I'm saying? We go through things. We cry. We want to push the next person that cut us off in the key food line just like everybody else. We want to say, you don't see me here? (laughs) When you cut us off on the street, we want to follow you six blocks and tell you Jesus loves you because the Holy Spirit will work on us for the six blocks. But that wasn't the intention, the first words we wanted to say. We go through stuff. We go through marital problems. We go through stuff where we confuse. We go through anxiety. We go through all this stuff. And the enemy, whatever, and the more you serve God, it seems like the more he unleashes stuff on you. But I want you to know that you got a weapon. Don't you hang your harp up. Tell your neighbor, hallelujah. Turn to somebody and tell them, don't you hang your harp up. Where's your weapon? Where's your shout? And the Bible says that they told them, lock Paul and Silas up in the inner, inner prison and make sure they don't come out. And I want to see how the new Zion responds in a strange land. And the Bible says, if you put my scripture up, hallelujah. Put my scripture up. It's up there, right? Hallelujah. That ain't it. Hallelujah. It's the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Do we have it? There we go. The Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 25, and at midnight, the darkest time of the night. Hallelujah. Oh, gosh. The transitioning into a new day. Yesterday is about to pass. Uncertainty is on the way. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I got a prison and clothes. Y'all, my, my time is ticking. I don't know if I'll ever live my dreams. I don't know if God will ever restore my peace. But at midnight hour, Paul and Silas said, somebody pick up the harp. Somebody bring back the praise. And they begun to sing praises unto God. And the Bible says the prisoners heard. Oh gosh, there is a song, hallelujah, that can open up the prison doors. What am I saying to you? You can sing a song in a strange land. You Zion, oh my gosh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would stand to their feet and give God some praise in this place right now for everything you've been through, for all of the trouble the enemy been putting on you. God, we worship your name in this place. Who am I talking to today? Who am I talking to today? Who am I talking to today? I see, I ain't mad at the children of Israel because they said enough performing. If we're gonna sing these songs, they're gonna be for what they meant for. If we're gonna do another dance, it ain't gonna be because your song is cool and it's the new TikTok dance. We're gonna dance unto the Lord. Ain't nobody can outdance the people of God when we get ready. Oh my gosh. And the Bible says they wept. I'm telling you today, Zion, God is doing a new thing. We might not be able to assemble like we normally want to, but whether it's virtual or wherever it is, I know that not everybody is catching this wave, but there's a remnant who God has been. If you were a part of the remnant, I want you to shout and praise God in this place. If he's kept you, if he's kept you in a strange land, if he's kept you and you know God is able. Hallelujah. You got a weapon. You got a weapon. 
devil then stole graduations away from our babies stole events they're supposed to go to and look back in their life and remember moments were taken family members died and we couldn't even go to the funerals and bury them properly and every minute you don't know what to do medically and then somebody some friend gets the virus and you're worried about them and you're wondering then you don't know if your money then you don't know politically what they're doing then you don't know if your job has any type of security you don't know you don't know you don't know and it feels like captivity but late in the midnight hour pick up your harp and you begin to say i raise a hallelujah or whatever your song is hallelujah you begin to say father hallelujah you are my strength and my shield you are my portion you are my strong tower you are my deliverer yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me your rod and your staff they oh gosh thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy thou anointest my head with oil my cup running over surely goodness and mercy oh gosh pandemic don't follow me problems don't follow me troubles don't follow me when i look over my shoulder it's goodness and mercy it follows me all the days of my life and i don't gotta wait till i get back to jerusalem i shall dwell in the house of the lord for he doesn't need temples made out of stones but temples made out of living stones you and i are the church and if we were to send up a praise Tell you something, God is a keeper. Yes. Tell you something, God is a way maker. Yes. And I'm crazy enough to say to you that even if the worst ever happens to any yes. of us, yes. because yes. we always, yes. let me tell you something, Easter was to let you know that not even death yes. reigns over you. Yes. You don't have to be scared of anything pick up your heart and worship your god in a strange land in i know you could do it in a good land i know you could do it in a, <laughs> i know you could do it in a good land but can you do it in a strange land father we worship you today lift up your hands in this place Whatever you're going through in this place. If you're watching online, I want you to write down your prayer requests. And I want you to put them down. We're getting ready to pray. We're getting ready to pray all over this room. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. The song says it's your breath in our lungs. Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray that you really enjoyed today's service and that you were blessed by today's word. Hey, listen, these are all the ways you can give. They're all on your screen. Um, uh, I think they're on the screen. If not, I'll tell them to you. Cash App Church. There they go. Cash App Church City USA. Um, Church City USA at gmail.com. Or just go to our website. And while you're over there, pick up some of these wonderful products. Look at some of these t-shirts. Amen. If Mother's Day is coming up, you want, you want to grab mom something. We got Bias Wounds, We Are Healed. Go on. 
We got praying mom. If you got a praying mom, this would definitely fit her. Amen. Spread love. It's the kingdom way. Amen. Three days later and tons of other stuff. So make sure you visit the apparel store. And thank you all for coming. Did you all enjoy church today? Amen. We're going to close in prayer, and I'm going to ask you to remain seated after we close in prayer, and then we're going to say goodbye to you. Father, bless everyone that is watching today. May they have a wonderful week ahead of them. May they know that you are, you are God. You have never, never will leave us nor forsake us. We have nothing to fear. We have everything to rejoice about. We give you praise because you're a mighty God, and we worship your name in Jesus' name. Listen, in the midst of the Christ, you want to say anything before we leave? Other than I enjoyed the message and Amen. you always have me crying. You cried today? Yes. Oh, I ain't know. But I, I love the message. My bad. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, I actually do want to say something. Because we do always have prayer requests that um, we just prayed about. And I want to just, I don't know, I just want to say to you, God is powerful. Yes. And there's a reason that we have this message today. It's like, Pastor, it says, you know, when everything is good, we're good. But in a strange land and from the prayer request, it feels strange. But God is good. Amen. He loves you and he's going to answer. And however he answers, it is good. Amen. And he will keep you through. So people of God, if you're watching, know that you have a hope beyond the grave. Yes. Yes. Amen. Know that he is working for you constantly in church city. Folks, listen, we got to take, if you are not signing up to come to church, you are missing out. Because the enemy wants to silence the people of God. And when we're in this place and we're worshiping God, there's nothing that can stop us. Amen? We come here and we're ready to battle. So let's take our hearts down. Let's go on churchcity.com. And let's not, this, not let the city close us down. If you got the, the virus, you, about to get, you, you about stay to make home governor, like we did. But if you're safe and you're comfortable, Amen. you should be in the house. Of yeah, the Lord. yeah, yeah, yeah. And by no, by no means at your own comfort, yes, at your own safety, you do what. But let me tell you, yes, come worship Amen. with us. Yes. If you've yes. given your heart to Jesus, make sure you shoot us an email. Yes. Church City USA, Church City USA. At, at gmail.com. <laughs> Amen. But and we want to tell you what's next. Yes, we want to disciple you. Amen. Um, God bless you. Help me say it, y'all. In the midst of the crisis, we are focused on who Christ is. God bless you, Church City. Enjoy the rest of your day. Amen.